0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com, as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved. Hey guys, welcome back to Question This Life. Thanks for joining. If you're a returning listener, it's great to have you back. Love that you keep coming back to the show. And uh, if you're a new listener and this is the first time you're tuning in, then welcome. Hello, make yourself comfortable. Get ready to enjoy a nice, long-form, single monologue conversation um, with me, myself, your host, If this is the first time that you're touching on this show, then I would recommend that you go through the other episodes that are live on whatever platform that you've found this on, and you'll get a flavor of the kind of content that's within. So pick a couple of episodes that tickle your fancy, get into them, get into the vibe, and then I'm sure... um, We can build a relationship together, and you can keep coming back and listening to the show. It's a weekly show, so you can expect an episode very early in the week, every week. And in the first part of today's show, I just really want to go over something that has happened very recently, and it means a lot to me. Um, I want to kind of put a little bit of context on this. I received a letter today in the post with a little... You know, when you can actually hold the envelope and you can give it a little feel with between your fingers and get a sense of what's inside it, whether it's just a letter or some letters or an object or a card, for example. And I felt the letter today, this envelope, and I could feel that there was a little card in there. And I know exactly what it is. I know um, before I open it, I'm expecting something, but... It made me think just how much meaning can be attached to a single object or a single event in our lives. For those of you who are, who are new to the show, and also for anyone who has been listening, I'll just give a little bit more context. I moved to a major country in mainland Europe, 2017 or so. And it's a country that's very well known for its bureaucracy how difficult it is to get things to go through, you know, all these kinds of signups and registrations and uh, in, in terms of citizenship, driving license, traveling in and out, it's always been notorious for being quite a difficult place to get all of that going and started as a, as a newbie when you move here. And when I first moved here, I was technically still an EU citizen but since Brexit, I've not been. So it saved me a lot. It made it a lot easier that I was registered in e- in the EU before the UK left the EU officially. But at that time, it was so chaotic with the whole Brexit affair, the actual upshot of what was going to happen and what it meant to citizens of the EU that lived in the UK and citizens of the UK that lived abroad was completely unclear. Neither side had an answer, and the only advice was if you live in EU, you need to register wherever it is that you live. Make sure all your papers are in order, make sure you have all the right insurances, make sure you have all the right tax, make sure you have no debt, no arrears, make sure that everything is just as solid as possible. If you have a work job, make sure you have a contract if you're a freelancer, make sure you're registered, make sure you have a tax number, all this stuff. So when I first moved here, I had none of that. Absolutely none of that. I moved here little by little. I I first came to visit and then I stayed for a couple of weeks and then I stayed for a month and then I came for, I think, three months. And all of that time, I was kind of going back and forth to a flat that I was still paying rent on. I still had some business uh, in the UK. I still had. So it wasn't 100% clear to me that I wanted to move abroad. Although the universe was telling me, in no uncertain terms, go. I was still kind of feeling it out, you know, doing this sort of nomadic back and forth situation. And when the the hammer dropped, let's say, on Brexit, and that became the accepted decision that they would leave the EU, it immediately instilled quite a lot of fear and panic in me. I remember the very first worries I had about it were, well, if I can't get all of this stuff sorted in time for their final decision on who gets to stay and who gets to go, you know, I was kind of painting this scenario where they're going to have the list of all the Brits and decide the ones that they want to keep and which ones they don't. then I would be at risk of being deported. You know, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have a an immigration appointment, essentially, in whatever time frame this is. And it's going to be really, really difficult and I'm going to get drilled and all of my stuff isn't going to be in order. And all of these insecurities and negativities crept into my mind. They kind of flooded in over this short period of time. And I'll get into this a little bit more into detail uh, On other episodes, and I have touched on it before in previous episodes of the show. I was running a business with a friend, which didn't work out. um, Long story short, but in this time, we were very connected in terms of our work and in terms of our uh, goals and our worries and what we were doing um, in terms of trying to earn some money and build this business from scratch and so on, and. This person's also a, uh, a fellow Brexit person living in Europe and had a, a lot more infrastructure complete in terms of registrations and so on. But we were both very, very worried about this. We were really anxious about it. And I think somehow the anx- anxiousness, the anxiety, all of the worries and stuff multiplied themselves because we would have these long... Five ten hour conversations through Skype or in person, just kicking back and forth all the different options. Like, how are we going to run this business? Are we going to base it here? Are we going to base it in the UK? If we base it here, does that like how what impact does that have on us financially? If we base it there, what impact does it have on us financially? Is it tax compliant? Is it tax efficient? What registrations do we need? What health insurances do we need? This whole um, situation was very unclear and I'd say that was a good theme of that whole time was this kind of underlying fear of what's going to happen next like oh my god when this all goes down I might not be able to live here I might have to put this dream on hold and choose to live somewhere else and just find a different way and so on and I built this monster in my head of what this was and then little by little, slowly made steps here and there to to chip away at it. So first of all was finding out exactly what the situation was in terms of the information that was available online. So checking the British side, checking the uh, European side. The answer was there wasn't a lot of information, so I reached out to tax consultants, I reached out to um, membership organisations who deal with these kinds of matters, and I was getting some information and some steering. And then the tax situation became a little bit more clear. I was able to register as a self-employed person. And then I got a mini job, which helped me a lot to get some health insurance. And a few things kind of snowballed in a positive direction over the, the following months. And little by little, that fear kind of lifted so the initial like oh my god what is this what's going on what's going to happen got subdued to a more kind of manageable lingering fear and i would say that that lingering fear had has been part of my feelings and my uh framework and my peace of mind for the last four years at varying degrees at times i've thought oh this is uh a formality is going to be fine, da-da-da. And then a couple of things will happen that make me have a little bit of a anxious day or I'm kind of worrying about something to do with work or something to do with a client or something. And then I kind of go back to, oh, my God. It it sort of links itself together with that underlying fear of, oh, um, what's going to happen with this? And maybe because that's happened, now that will definitely happen. You know, these kind of weird mental gymnastics unnecessary, unhelpful thought patterns that we occasionally have as humans. So it's with great pleasure and happiness that I got finally an appointment that I've been waiting for, for this three or four years. It happened f- two, two months ago, approximately, where I had to bring everything to this appointment in terms of all of my pay slips, all of my contracts, all of my documentation, everything that I've Done that shows that I'm meant to be here and that I've done all the, these things and I've ticked all the boxes and so on. Um, I took it to the appointment. It all went pretty smoothly, except one thing, of course, there's always one thing. I didn't have this exact document that they needed, so they had to communicate with a tax consultant that I'm working with and so on. Eventually, all the documents were accepted, and I was told, Here's a piece of paper that will. Tie you down just in case you need to do any traveling or anything until you receive your the thing that re- guarantees your residency in this country. Even then, I still didn't celebrate. I was like, okay, that's cool. I've got this piece of paper that says this, this and this. It says that it's all a formality, but I still didn't want to celebrate. I didn't want to go crazy I knew it was going to be a little bit of time until they got all of their stuff sorted and and got it printed and got it sent. But today is the day. I've got it in my hand. So this is something that that I have been working on as a long-term goal for the last four years. Easy. And the amount of stress and worry that's gone into this is probably not proportional to the happiness that I feel right now. But I definitely feel a huge sense of relief. I feel a huge sense, like a burden is off my shoulders. This uh, vindicates a lot of the hard work and the effort that I did to get it. And the friendships that have been sacrificed, the living situations that have been sacrificed, the work career path that has been sacrificed, not being close to family, not being close to friends, moving away, doing this whole different thing, learning a new language, moving flats several times, all of this stuff that is basically inevitable, everyone goes through all of this stuff, all of that feels like it's culminated to this moment where I kind of just feel like, that's a good feeling. It was all worth it. I'm so pleased to say that this is finally done and that underlying anxiety and the memory of these really, really turbulent, negative times of the past, it's no longer there. It doesn't need to be there anymore. So it wasn't all-consuming anymore, it was lingering, but now it's gone and that anxiety has been put to bed, the work was done, the outcome is a good one and now I have the benchmark, the the, the base to continue to build, the foundation has been set, it's been put in place, I have the business that I want, I have the passions that I want, I have the partner that I want, I have the situation that I want, the living situation, I have a couple of animals, I'm going for the stuff I want to go for, and really it seems like things are falling into place, and all I need to do is just get out of my own way and stop worrying too much. Stop thinking, oh, this is going to go wrong and attaching things that don't fit together together and just focus on the amazing things. Like, for example, tomorrow hosting my first of a weekly open mic. For example, doing a spot tonight, doing another spot on Wednesday, having to write all of these jokes for these game shows. Enjoying England's first ever win in the opening match of a Euros, you know, like these little things just, once in a while you've got to take a little bit of blue pill and just sort of realise that whatever this kind of game is, you can pop in and out and enjoy it and really feel the feelings and enjoy the ride and enjoy the accomplishments and then just keep going and then just keep going. So... That's the end of part one. I'm obviously very excited, super happy, super jubilant, and whatever the silly, annoying, niggling anxiety that you have in your head, I I wonder if this story will at all hopefully inspire you just to allow it to be there, allow it to, to rest, and then accept it and move on. Do the things that you need to do to get rid of those anxieties. And then they just fade. And you realize how flippant they were. And they were only there because they came and went in that short time. So I'm rambling and that's okay because that's what this is all about. So with that, all that's left to do is to thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. Stay tuned to the show. Listen in next week. And I can't wait to be back with you, giving you an update on what's going on in my life, questioning this life that we all live, and sending you the best possible vibes. Catch you soon. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe and get involved.